1: A-H-O. A-H-O. Are you thinking about a mortgage for your home? Then remember A-H-O. Those three letters stand for the Assured Home Ownership Plan of the Equitable Life Assurance Society, a money-saving home-saving plan designed to speed the day when you say, Our mortgage is all paid off. We own our home free and clear. Interested? Then please listen carefully in about 14 minutes for full information on the Equitable A.H.O. Plan. Tonight, the subject of our FBI file, armed robbery. It's titled, The Toy Bandit.
2: Through the years, types of crimes have remained in general the same. There have always been thieves, kidnappers, murderers, blackmailers, and so on. But crime detection methods have advanced rapidly. Science has developed new and more effective techniques for apprehending criminals. Rarely, if ever, are the progressive steps in tracking down a criminal the same. Science supplies your FBI agent with his tools. But the agent himself, as is proved by tonight's case from the FBI files, must have imagination, intelligence, and initiative to know which tools to use and when to use them. That's why the men of your FBI are selected with much painstaking care. Those who finally pass muster command widespread respect and confidence. Tonight's FBI file opens in a wooded area on the outskirts of a large western city, a man sits leaning against the trunk of a tree, fondling an almost empty bottle, as a young boy quietly sneaks up behind him.
3: Boom, 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 boom.
4: Huh? Oh, hello boy.
3: You're dead. I shot you. <laughs>
4: yeah, no sense wasting bullets.
3: You can't talk? You're dead. Oh. Well, all right, you can be alive again. Thank you. There's nobody else around to shoot.
4: Which gun did you kill me with?
3: both of them. I emptied both rocket guns right into you. Wait, I have to fill them again. <clears throat> They're all full.
4: Wish it was that easy to fill this.
3: I know what's in there. Dirty old whiskey.
4: Son, speak kindly of the departed.
3: I'm a cowboy. I don't drink whiskey. I drink milk.
4: It's not as good.
3: My mom said it'll make me big and strong.
4: Safe for drinking this, whiskey never curdles.
3: Boom, boom. You're dead again.
4: Rockets don't go boom. They go shh, shh,
3: shh. How do you know? Have you got any rocket guns?
4: Have any? I am a rocket gun.
3: You couldn't shoot me.
4: And why not?
3: Cowboys that drink whiskey can't shoot straight. It says so right in my book.
4: Want me to show you?
3: Uh, I don't want to play like yesterday. You bend your finger and say I'm dead. That's no fair.
4: You want to play fair? Give me a gun
3: how to shoot a rocket gun?
4: Yes, yes, I do. I'll take one of yours and uh, hide behind that tree. And you hide here, and we'll sneak up on each other.
3: you got to be an Indian.
4: Uh, ugh.
3: Okay. Here, use this gun. It's broke.
4: Thank you. Now, don't peek.
3: I won't. Don't forget, when you're dead three times, I win.
4: Okay. Now I'm an Indian. woo
5: <laughs>
3: I'm pointing it straight at... Hey, where are you? Mister, where are you? Mister! Mister! He stole my gun.
2: He did steal the gun, and within an hour, used it to rob a bank. Minutes after the holdup, the local FBI field office was notified. Special agents Jim Taylor and George Wilson were assigned to the case
6: and went right to work. The first step was to interview the bank teller.
7: Ah, uh, Mr. Butler, can you describe the bandit?
6: Well, he was about six feet tall, kind of thin, about, uh, oh, 40 or 45 years old, and he was wearing an old blue jacket and brown pants. Well, go on, please. An old brown hat, no tie, and, uh, well, that's about all I remember. Mm-hmm.
7: Any scars on his face?
6: No, but he had a pug nose and he needed a shave. Mm. What color hair? Black, I think. Mm-hmm. Eyes? I don't remember.
7: Tell me, did he touch anything during the robbery, anything you might have left fingerprints on?
6: No, I handed him the money and he stuffed it into the pockets of his coat. Do uh,
7: you have serial numbers of any of the stolen bills?
6: Well, the thousand dollars worth of the twenties were new. I- I'll get you the numbers. Well, that's fine.
7: Is there anything else you remember?
6: Well, he'd been drinking... I could smell his breath two feet away. Was he drunk? No, he talked too well, like like he was educated.
7: Oh, what did he say?
6: See, um, don't be afraid. You don't want any trouble, and neither do I. You've got a lot of money. I don't have any. Hand me some, and I'll put the gun back in my pocket.
7: Mm -hmm. Now, can you describe the gun?
6: Well, it was long, had a chromium barrel, and a red Mm -hmm. handle with some letters scratched on top. Uh, three letters, like initials.
7: Can you remember what those letters were?
6: I'm afraid not.
7: Say it had a long chrome barrel and a red handle. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like maybe it was a toy. Oh, Jim. Oh, hello, George. Mr. Butler, this is Special Agent Wilson. Oh, how do you do?
8: The guard says he ran out after the holdup and saw the bandit.
7: Did you see the getaway car?
8: There wasn't any, at least not out front. The bandit ran and disappeared around the corner on Madison Street. By the time the guard
6: got out there, he was gone. Mr. Butler here smelled whiskey on his breath. Uh, Madison Street is full of saloons.
7: Yes, that's right. Well, thanks, Mr. Butler. Come on, George. Let's check all of them.
2: The beginning of every investigation is almost pure routine. An alert was radioed to a highway patrolmen. Nearby, police roadblocks were established on every highway bus terminals, railroad stations, and airports were watched. The description was teletyped to FBI headquarters. All those things happening while Agents Taylor and Wilson went from saloon to saloon, interviewing waiters, bartenders, porters, every possible person who might have seen the bandit.
7: Let's try this place, George, huh? Right. Go ahead.
9: Good afternoon, man. What'll it
8: be?
7: We're special agents of the FBI here on my credentials. Okay. We're looking for a man about six feet tall, pug black hair. He's wearing a blue jacket and brown pants. And he
8: might have been out of breath when he came in.
7: Hey, yeah. Was he here?
8: Yeah, about a half hour ago. Two drinks, no chip. Where is he? Oh, he's gone. Is he a
7: regular customer?
8: No, never seen him before. Brother, he polishes off double bourbons like they was root beer.
7: Did he say where he was going?
8: No, he wasn't gabby. he come in, asked me where the washroom was, and he'd come back, polished off his juice and blue. Why? Who is he?
7: He held up the savings bank around the corner. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he used a toy gun had a long chromium barrel and a red handle. Oh,
8: well, he's the one who left it.
7: He left it here? Yeah,
8: wait a minute. Is this what you mean right here?
7: Well, looks like it.
8: Well, the laundry guy found it in the towel hamper, and I kind of had an idea my kid would like it. Well, if that's the gun we think it is, it's evidence. Maybe see it,
7: please? You got a receipt for it.
8: Okay, here it is. Now, here are those letters in the handle, Jim. Yeah.
7: K-V-Y. The
8: guy stuck up a bank with a kid's gun? Brother, you got to hand it to him. That takes guts, huh? To scare somebody with a gun? <laughs> sure, it takes real courage.
7: Let's get going, George.
2: The efficiency of a law enforcement organization is determined in large part by the speed with which it can move, for time is a vital element in every case. In this one, while FBI headquarters searched its modus operandi files to see if they contained the name of a bank robber who favored toy guns, while nearby local police were sent all additional information, Special Agents Taylor and Wilson went to the school board and searched the records for a student whose initials were KVY. There was one named Kenneth Vincent Young. They immediately started for his home.
7: Should be the next house, George.
8: Oh. Yeah, it is. There's the name in the mailbox. How?
3: Oh.
8: Ah! Oh, hello, son. Fall
3: down. You're both dead.
8: We didn't know you were shooting at us.
3: Nah. Grown-ups are no fun. Hey,
7: cowboy, can I see that gun?
3: No.
8: Are those your initials on the handle?
3: I kill every Indian on the block with this gun. I kill them every day.
8: You got two holsters there. Where's your other gun?
3: A man crooked it off me. You want to play cowboys and Indians? No, maybe later. I'm a cowboy.
8: Well, all the cowboys I know have
7: names.
3: i got a name. I'm Cactus Kenny.
7: Is your whole name Kenneth Vincent Young?
3: Only in the house with Mom. Out here, I'm Cactus Kenny.
7: Okay, Cactus, we're FBI agents.
3: Real ones? Mm-hmm. Sure. Gee.
7: We think maybe we can find the man who stole your gun.
3: Oh, boy. Can I be a G-man instead of a cowboy? Sure. And can I still be cactus, Oh,
7: We'll arrange the whole thing. Now, tell me, Kenny, do you know the man who took your gun?
3: Uh-huh. He was the Indian. I was the cowboy.
7: Mm-hmm. What's his name? I don't know. Where does he live?
3: Oh, down there in that big brown house.
7: What does he look like?
3: He's a big man. Bigger than my dad used to be.
8: Where did he steal your gun?
3: Up the hill by the trees. I snuck around behind him. I was a cowboy. And he was holding a bottle of whiskey. I killed him.
8: Whiskey.
7: Sounds like the right man. bang,
8: bang, bah, bang. Hey, you can't shoot us. We're on the same side. Who
7: can I shoot? You just hold your potter, Kenny. We'll try to find your old playmate. Let's hope Kenny was right about him living here.
8: Afternoon.
7: Afternoon, ma'am. We're special agents of the FBI. Here are my credentials.
8: Hmm, The FBI. Are you the landlady? Yes. I'm Alice
7: Henderson. Miss Henderson, we believe a man that we're looking for lives here. Who? We don't know his name, but he's about 45 years old. Has black hair. He's on the thin side. Wore an old blue jacket this morning with patched brown pants. We heard he'd been drinking. (laughs) Don't
8: say another word. You know him? Sure enough. What's his name? Mr. Carter. Was
7: Mr. Carter in?
8: No, I'm sorry. He went out three, four hours ago. Where to? Well, he had on his good suit. Maybe he went speeching. I beg your pardon? I can see you all don't know Mr. Ray Carter.
7: No, we don't.
8: Why, the man can't hardly say pass the butter less he makes a talk.
7: Mm-hmm. And where does he make these speeches?
8: Mostly by the park.
7: What does Mr. Carter talk about?
8: Everything. He just naturally likes to make a speech.
7: Tell me, do you expect him back this evening?
8: Mm, he should be. I just cleaned his room and his box of tools are just sitting there in the corner. What kind of tools? Uh, carpenters. huh Uh, Jim, it'd sure help if we could examine his room.
7: Yeah. Why, you come right ahead. We can't get, ma'am, but do you mind if Agent Wilson waits here? Of
8: course not. Thank
7: you. I'll get a search warrant, George. Be right back.
2: (laughs) Securing a search warrant, examining the possessions of a suspect, doesn't always produce results. Ray Carter's room contained the clothes he wore during the robbery, and a kit of carpenters' tools. Fingerprints from the tools were wire-photoed to Washington. Again, the files showed no record. A surveillance was maintained at the boarding house, but Carter never returned. Meanwhile, the parade of interviews continued, this time with carpenters who might know Carter, with
8: construction firms
7: for which Carter might have worked.
8: Jim, anything in on Carter?
7: Yeah, a construction company in Valley Falls had a picture of Carter in their files.
8: When can we get it?
7: Oh, it's here already. I called the bank teller, too. He's on his way in now. If he makes a positive item, George, we'll run off copies.
8: Where's the picture now?
7: Ah, here. Third one down in this pile.
8: A good, clear picture.
7: Yeah, it is. Oh, the construction company also sent along this list. Yeah.
8: Who are these people?
7: Uh, Carter's references
8: those your check marks?
7: Yeah, I called the police in each city just in case Carter contacts one of his old friends.
8: Any word on the stolen money?
7: No, Carter must be spending the old money first. If he passed one of those new 20s around here, I think we'd know it. Yeah.
8: Oh, over here, Mr. Butler.
6: Well, have you found the hold-up man?
7: No, not yet, sir, but we think we know who it was. Mr. Butler, will you please look at these pictures carefully? See if you can find uh, one of the bandit there, will you? All right. Just take all the time you want.
6: Thank you. This is the man.
7: George, it's Carter.
1: We will return in just a minute to tonight's exciting case from the official file, which shows how your FBI helped promote America's security. And speaking of security, here's a very simple question. How can a man spell security for his home in three letters? Well, that's easy. A-H-O. A for assured. H for home. And O for ownership. The Assured Home Ownership Plan of the Equitable Society. America's finest mortgage plan for homeowners. Consider these three A-H-O benefits. First benefit, an equitable A-H-O plan gives you a way to pay off your mortgage years ahead of time. Yes, this plan was designed for the man who does not want to spend half his life paying off a mortgage. For the man whose ambition is to be able to say soon, No mortgage on our house. We own it free and clear. An equitable AHO plan makes that dream come true far sooner than you expected because it combines a low-cost first mortgage with life insurance protection. One convenient monthly payment takes care of both. Because of the insurance element, A cash loan fund is created. Year after year, this fund grows larger. At the same time, the mortgage shrinks. Eventually, the cash loan fund is big enough to pay off what's left of the mortgage. Actually, hundreds of AHO families are able to pay off 20-year mortgages in about 14 years. Second benefit of an equitable, assured home ownership plan, if the owner dies, his widow doesn't inherit a mortgage. She inherits the home free and clear. In addition, the Equitable Society not only cancels the mortgage, but also returns to the widow every cent her husband paid to reduce the principal. This may amount to several thousand dollars. So, for many reasons, a man may consider himself lucky if his health, age, income, and the location of his home enable him to qualify for an Equitable Assured Homeownership Plan. For full information, see your Equitable Society representative or write care of this station to the Equitable Life Assurance Society. Remember, the sooner you start an equitable, assured home ownership plan, the sooner you'll be able to say, no mortgage on our home, we own it free and clear. And now back to the FBI file, the Toy Bandit.
2: tonight's program, you heard a bartender express grudging admiration for the bank robber, an attitude toward criminals which is too widespread, an attitude that there is something glamorous about a man who would hold up a bank with a toy gun. Some people are still under the mistaken belief that criminals are romantic, clever, brave, even courageous. Your FBI has had more experience than most with lawbreakers. It offers you the opinion of an expert. As a group, criminals are venal, spineless parasites starting now every good citizen should work toward an overhauling of the public psychology a spreading of the realization that crime is a vile enterprise without a single redeeming feature that any criminal anywhere is an enemy of every decent person and must be dealt with accordingly tonight's FBI file continues a few
8: days later in the teletype room at the local FBI field office
7: George, I hear something came in on Carter. Oh, yes,
8: Jim, from the police of Springfield, Maine.
7: Is he all the way back there?
8: No, but they want him.
7: Oh, no? what for?
8: Non support of his wife and two children. He deserted them in 49. And then I doubt that we'll
7: find him in Springfield.
8: And probably not.
7: Oh, I've correlated all those employment records.
8: Oh, what's the story?
7: Well, Carter gets good ratings for workmanship, but he never holds a job very long.
8: Always whiskey?
7: Or making speeches during working hours.
8: Well, he's consistent. Did he ever use any other name?
7: No, not that we know of. Why?
8: Well, I was wondering if he might have bought a car under an alias.
7: No. Well, my guess is that he's traveling by thumb.
8: Oh? Well, how about distributing this picture to motels along the highway?
7: Yeah, it's a good idea.
8: Uh, wait a minute. Huh? Jim, there's Carter's name.
7: Oh, yeah, I see. Riotel, Ray Carter, lost stolen currency. Two of missing $20 bills appeared here today, Orange City Police. Orange City? Yeah.
8: Carter's still within reach.
7: Come on, George, let's get up there.
2: The stolen $20 bills in Orange City had been passed in cheap saloons, but Carter had spent them and moved on. Then came other teletypes. Pineville, three stolen 20s. Again, the same pattern, cheap saloons and further flight. Rivercrest, four stolen 20s. Decatur, five stolen bills. Greenwood, three stolen bills. Then came a report from Washington.
7: George, we just got word from Washington on Carter. The San Remo police submitted his prints.
8: They pick him up on our alarm? No,
7: they arrested him for drunken disorderly. I spoke to a detective up there named Shelby. He's checking their drunk tank for us now.
8: Where's that warrant for
7: Carter? Uh, oh, here, right here. Pardon me, George. Sure, Jim. Taylor speaking.
9: Harry Shelby at San Remo. Well,
7: you made a quick check. How's Carter?
9: He's been released. Oh, no. We missed him by an hour. <laughs>
7: Well, thanks anyway. You coming up here? Yeah, on the next plane.
9: Pardon me, are you Agent Taylor? No. I am. Oh, Harry Shelby. I'm the one who had you paid. Oh, hello,
7: Shelby. This (laughs) is Agent Wilson here. How do
9: you do? Thanks for the nice weather. Well, I'm afraid that's about all I've got to welcome you with. I don't know how to explain letting Carter get away, but... There's <laughs>
7: no it's... point worrying about that now.
9: Carter was on a real spree here before we picked him up. Uh-huh. He spent all the bills in cheap saloons? Yeah. How'd you know?
7: Well, that's been his pattern.
9: Every one of the saloons was down on Skid Row. I got some old clothes that'll fit you too. I thought maybe the three of us could go down there. Good idea. Yeah.
7: We can distribute lists of the serial numbers and the stolen money to the cashiers while we're at it.
8: Okay. How many of the 20s have you found? Eight so far. Eight? Uh-huh.
7: There goes that lead.
9: Why? If Carter's here, he might pass a few more.
7: He can't. Those eight were the last ones we had numbers on.
2: After changing clothes, special agents Taylor and Wilson joined Detective Harry Shelby in a tour of the local Skid Row, a street of cheap, poorly ventilated saloons, a few dirty hash houses, a dilapidated all-night movie, and more cheap saloons.
9: Carter passed one of the bills in that saloon.
7: Okay, let's drop in there,
8: huh? He spent all the money around here? Yeah. Well, he didn't care much about luxury. No. It... Go ahead, Taylor. Oh, thanks, Ray. I've got it.
7: There's an empty table. Yeah, that's for us. Let's grab it, huh?
8: Go ahead, Jerry.
7: Well, I don't see him at the bar. He's
8: not at a table in this part of the room. Hey,
7: wait a minute. You see him?
8: Oh, no, I
9: thought I did.
7: There's somebody making a speech. Yeah.
9: In that group down at the end of the bar. It could be him. What'll I say? That's the trouble today. Not enough of us taking the trouble to thank people for helping us. Now, let's just take this glass of whiskey, for example. No. Nope. It's not Carter. What made you think it might be? You know his voice? No, but he likes to make speeches. He's a real soapbox artist. Like oh, well, then maybe we ought to look for him at Edgewood Park. What's Edgewood Park? <laughs> it's not as high-toned as it sounds. It's... Oh, like Hyde Park in London. You know, an open-air spot where the soapbox orators can pop off. You need a license to speak at the park? Nope, just strong lungs. Come on, let's get
7: over there. What a tribute this place is.
9: Tribute to what? Insanity?
7: No, no, not of the country. Except for Hyde Park in London, there's probably no place in the entire world where people can get up in public and say the things that we've heard tonight.
9: Well, you don't appreciate that so much when this is your beat. This is a tough beat. We get a riot call about once a week when the hecklers get out of hand and people start swinging.
7: We have a crowd around that platform.
9: Yeah, he usually has the best turnout. Who is he? Somebody called Rollo. Comes down every night and does a horoscope. Oh?
7: Who's?
9: Oh, he doesn't confine himself to people. He
7: does one for the whole world. Shelby, I think we ought to separate here. George can cover the people on the left, and I'll head down the middle of the crowd. Okay, I'll take the right-hand side. Fine. We meet at the speaker's platform. What? See you later.
10: We see. (laughs) Unfortunately, this is a public gathering place. And there is no way to keep certain people from joining our audience. I must ask you not to encourage that type with laughter. They'll always be among us so long, so long as it's possible to enter our group merely by walking down that path. Where'd you come from, Cloud Seven? (laughs) I, I shall proceed. Moving into the house of Jupiter, we see a square aspect to Uranus. That means... A period of great uncertainty for the world. Mars and Neptune may be in conjunction, but that means discipline is required to avoid disaster. Listening to you is a disaster. <laughs> I cannot continue with this constant series of ruling interruptions. You want me to come up and take over? Uh,
5: George,
7: George, come here. Yeah, Jim. You see that heckler? Yeah. There he is, making his way toward the platform. Oh, yes, I see him. Come on, we can make the platform just about the same time. Let's go. Pardon me, ma'am. Excuse, Excuse me, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry.
10: So let us through, please. Excuse this me, please. This is considered a time for contacts. You right. work. Me and greater ambitions. Right. So, so it's also time for you to quit. Just a minute, Carter. let right, go. you gotta...
7: are special
8: agents of the FBI.
7: Is that him, Taylor? Yes, Shelby. i got to go up there and make a speech. Come on, Carter. You're under arrest.
2: Ray Carter was convicted in federal court and sentenced to a federal penitentiary. The arrest of Ray Carter was the result and an example of how an investigation is conducted. An example of the ingredients that go to make a trained, professional law enforcement officer at work. Those qualities are training, experience, common sense, and last, but perhaps most important, hard work. It is not important to you, the citizen, that no file is ever closed without hard work. But it is important to you that no FBI file is ever closed without the apprehension of the criminal. For that is your guarantee from the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Your guarantee that no criminal will remain at freedom if he can possibly be caught. If working 24 hours a day around the clock will bring him to justice.
1: Now a quick review of two advantages of the Equitable Assured Home Ownership Plan. First, the mortgage bears interest at only 4%. Second the plan provides for a cash loan fund that may be used to pay off a 20-year mortgage in about 14 years. For further information about the Assured Home Ownership Plan, see your Equitable Society representative or send a postcard care of this station to the Equitable Life Assurance Society.
2: Next week, we will dramatize another case from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Its subject... Extortion, its title, The Protection Peddlers.
1: The incidents used in tonight's Equitable Life Assurance Society's broadcast are adapted from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. However, all names used are fictitious, and any similarity thereof to the names of places or persons living or dead is accidental. Tonight, the music was composed and conducted by Frederick Steiner. The author was Jerry D. Lewis. Your narrator was William Woodson, and Special Agent Taylor was played by Stacey Harris. Others in the cast were Parley Bear, Betty Blythe, Herb Ellis, Peter Leeds, Stuffy Singer, Tom Tully, and Carlton Young. This is your FBI, a Jerry Divine production, was directed by Sid Goodwin. This is Larry Keating speaking for the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States, and the Equitable Society's representative in your community, and inviting you to tune in again next week at this same time when the Equitable Life Assurance Society will bring you another thrilling transcribed story from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. The Protection Peddlers on This Is Your FBI. (laughs) Stay tuned for the adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. There's fun for the whole family when Ozzie and Harriet come your way next.